Ladies and gentlemen of the Nightmares Podcast, how the fuck are y'all doing tonight? I'm your host, Zachary Smith, and I'm here with my buddy, Mark the Italian Job Conway, who's as red as a fucking tomato, as you can clearly see. Uh. Right now, I am here to torture him like he's in hell right now, because that's our topic today. What the worst type of hell is like. And right now, he is suffering beyond belief. Why? Because me and Victor are cool guys that we're wearing sunglasses indoors. Victor, how you doing, buddy? Hee. <laughs> Jesus. Hey Brandon, how you doing? See, Brandon's also wearing glasses. They're just not meant for the sun. I'm doing okay. The uh, I've had better days. I, the, I was doing better until Zach started talking, but let's get go, let's get going. What I'm here our to torture favorite the iterations of, the of hell, was it? Yeah, favorite iterations of hell. What you thought the coolest hells were like, whether it be comics, video games, hey, you fucking name it. There's plenty of hells out there. Which one is your favorite, Mark? Let's begin with the. <laughs> uh, actually, I think the first, my favorite of all time was uh, from the movie Constantine. The um, I think that was the first one I ever saw, and visually, I thought it looked fucking great. Um, at the time, Brandon, don't fucking judge me. They, uh, <laughs> I saw your fucking face over there. Um, uh, that yeah, that always was more was very visually uh, appealing. Um, I liked what they did with a lot of different things in there. Obviously, I know it has nothing to do with the comics. I know it's a very big departure from it, but I always really enjoyed that version of Hell. I thought it was very visceral. So, and then um, and then also to the the snippets that you get from Supernatural, I always liked, especially the one specifically where. The last shot of season three where you see Dean with hooks in his shoulders and everything else. I liked that, the the appealing of it. And then it kind of got a little, you know, you know, as Crowley came in, it kind of got a little bit more processed. But it was still cool. It was like a cool version of it. Um, and then um, and then obviously two, uh, two ones that I can think of right at the top of my head. It's not technically hell, but it's the underworld. Um, I did like it when I saw it in Disney's Hercules um, when I was a kid. But I also did like that's it. That's Hades, technically. Technically, yes. Underworld, Hades, whatever you want to say. Um, and I did like it in um, Once Upon a Time, the show. It was kind of an interesting kind of backwards. They had a hell? They did. They had an, they had an Underworld or Hades. Um, uh, it was actually what, run what, what by Hades. What was theirs like? Um, it was like... It was like this twisted. Um, it was like kind of Twilight Zoney, kind of this twisted little backwards, you know, world. They actually, when they went down into hell, it was the same town, but it was like a decrepit version of the town, and everything, you know, had an orange tint to it. And it was, um, it was interesting. It was kind of like Hades was treated almost like a purgatory in it. Like you know, you you could leave, but like you can go to a worser place or a better place. And a lot of it was like, you know, populated with ghosts of unfinished business. And they had a lot of different cool features with it. They even had like a telephone where like there was a line around the corner for this payphone and they can supposedly talk to their alive relatives up above. But it would it would essentially be like you never really knew if the word got to them that you kind of just did your best and it was only the closest they can get to some type of humanity. And state, you know, um, Hades kept them there because he liked the power of the souls, the uh, to keep them going. But it was really interesting. It was like a nice. It was a cool take. It was different. That's why I actually like Once Upon a Time because they take a lot of things that are different and they give it a nice little spin on it. They uh, take characters that you've always known to be good and then make them evil. Like Peter Pan, he's very fucking evil in that show. The um, uh, and then you know other different characters and different twists that you go. I've always said it's the perfect line between. The Disney stories and the Brothers Grimm. It has a nice blend between them. People, you know, like 
opposed to Disney. Like, it has the Disney elements of the hope and the true love and all that shit. But it also has the consequences of the Brothers Grimm, where people fucking die and people go to hell and they go to Hades, they end up in this. I mean, there's actually consequences that go on. But my favorite iteration of hell by far um, has always been a play I read called, um, and I mentioned it a couple times, it's called No Exit. And essentially what the, the story of the play is, it's actually hell, but it's hell in a different way that you wouldn't normally associate it with. It's hell is actually a state of mind. And essentially what you think about it is, is that it's in the play, there's kind of a, a gatekeeper that kind of brings people to this locked room, and it's a one guy and two girls. And essentially they're the worst matching personalities that you could ever imagine. Like... It, and that's what hell is. Hell is a state of mind rather than an actual physical torture, torture space where you are paired up with the worst possible people. And, and then, um, and it kind of like rotates into, there's one more I, I remembered, which is how they cover hell in Lucifer, the show Lucifer. How it's a state of mind. It's basically reliving your worst possible memories and your worst possible regrets. And it, it kind of like blends something from that play, No Exit, when it's all about a state of mind and being populated next to the worst possible people you could imagine. Um, although in Lucifer, it's a little bit more about your worst possible moment. What's the biggest regret that you have in your life? And then you get to fucking repeat that over and over and over and over again. And it's kind of this, you know, you're trapped by your own guilt, which I mean, there's debates and, you know, you could shoot holes, plot holes through that. But the whole idea of it being a state of mind and reliving your your most tortured memories kind of has you know a half and half from Lucifer and then also from the play No Exit, which I really dug. So, how did they actually portray reliving in Hell in Lucifer and the play? Like, how did they actually like, portray that? Okay, so perfect example. That might be a very good transition into my pick. I, oh, okay. I, I feel like I know where this is going. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay, so um, perfect example. In the show Lucifer, um, he there's a kind of a recurring character. He's kind of a funny character. He's a, um, a thief and a bank robber. And he kind of runs in, um, into Lucifer at a couple different uh, junctions. And then he ends up, he ends up getting killed. And then he ends up in hell. And he ends up reliving his death over and over and over again. But eventually you kind of evolve past that if you get past that. And you kind of go to the root of your regret in life. So he literally um, is, you find out he has a sister um, that, that he loves dearly. But, you know, he's a guy who always fucks up. He always is involved in crime. And he always feels this. And it all leads to this one moment where he, um, in his past, where he literally is going to go visit his sister and his newborn niece. But he doesn't have the courage to walk into the party. He literally pulls up in his car and he watches from from the window and he never has the courage to actually think that he can be involved in a family and have good relationships because he thinks he's a scumbag. And it's like his biggest regret, you know, and you know, and he literally is trapped inside of his car watching this party go on in the windows and it's something that he was never able to get closure with his family and it's this horrible regret you know about how essentially he was a coward and didn't and didn't go and talk to his family and and try to be happy the um uh, and he really relives that over and over and over again and he gets to the root 
of what all of his guilt is manifested from. And it's really, it's can, it can be very, very powerful, the whole, and for a guy who's kind of like a comedic relief character, they really gave it some depth and they really gave it some explanation about what hell is really through the lens of him. The, um, and, and, and by that notion, heaven's the exact opposite. You know, you're, you're living your best moments. The, um, so, and it kind of, Lucifer kind of takes the concept from no exit and kind of just really goes a little bit further with it. So that's the general gist of, of, you know, how hell works in that, um, in that scape. And there's a couple other, you know, renditions, a couple other fun things, but that's the clearest example of it. So Zach actually just came up with this topic only a couple days ago, so I haven't really had much time to really do as in-depth research as I usually do. But just going off of first instincts, um, <clears throat> well, the first iteration of Hell and a work of fiction that comes to my mind is Little Nicky. That's, <laughs> of course, more comedy than horror. That's a good one. That's a, that's a great one. But Seeing Hitler get a pineapple up the ass is yes, just fantastic. Which, this is not going to be the last time that we mention Hitler today, either. Oh, Jesus. Um, can't mention hell without Hitler. Nah, I can't believe I'm still so famous. Um, but yeah, but the first iteration of hell and work of fiction that always comes to my mind is in the TV adaptation of Preacher. And hell in that hell in the TV version of Preacher is very much like Mark said, a person relives their worst memory over and over. Uh, that memory could be just a few minutes, or that memory could be a few days long, depending on who you are and what that memory is. And what I like about this version of that is so in the first season. Um, I'm going to kind of dance around a few things because I don't like being too spoilery with this show. For sure. But that's going to be kind of... That's going to be impossible for me to be completely spoiler-free with this. Um, so I'll do what I can. But essentially, there's a character whose backstory you're seeing spread out throughout the first season. Um, but you don't realize you're watching them in hell. You think you're just watching this person. And then that subplot kind of reaches ahead in like the second to last episode of the season. And then it just restarts and you mm -hmm. get sort of like that story told over and over and again, like all in this montage. And it's a really well edited montage. Um, and it goes to the point where you're just like, what is going on? Um, what is the point of this? And then all of a sudden the montage stops and something happens with some of the other characters. But that's when it reveals that you're not watching a flashback. You're watching somebody in hell. Mm -hmm. And so you only see that. But then in the second season, they expand upon how this actually works. Because, of course, there's more than one person in hell. So how does hell make all these repeated memories for so many people? And so in the second season, it's portrayed as like this prison and each cell, you're basically a prisoner in a cell with this thing called an extrapolator, which is basically a projector. And basically you're forced to be an actor in your own movie, essentially. So you're reliving your memory over and over again. When the memory ends, it goes back to the beginning. And actually one of the people that they follow in the second season is Hitler. So you do get to see what 
they portray as Hitler's worst memory. <laughs> I won't say what it is in this, but it may not be what you think it's going to be going into the show. I can take a few ideas, but yeah. Um, do you want to guess? So. Zach uh, and I will tell you how wrong you are. Uh, when he got rejected from art school? You're close. Close. <laughs> it's not it. The, uh, There's more to it, but you're... And not, not, not too far off. There's more yeah. to it. There's it more to much it. More. You know what the funny thing is? It's actually kind of interesting how, like, Lucifer and and Preacher have some parallels. Yeah. because Well, they're both based on Vertigo comics. Okay, so that makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, the um, because in, in Lucifer, there, there are separate rooms. And the whole shtick with it, too, is that every, that you are playing in your own, you know, movie. And all the other people that are in there are demons, um, uh, you know, yeah. that are playing along with it. And the crazy part is, and my favorite part about this is... Is that Lucifer always says this, and I, and I think it's fascinating. He's like, the door's unlocked. You get, you can leave whenever you want. The, um, it's your own guilt that keeps you here. Like, you can leave whenever. You just gotta let it. You just gotta let go. Yeah, and and pretty sure if you want to escape, you gotta find the back. You gotta have Hitler help you find the back door and uh, <laughs> break out all, like, 70s prison movie style. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a, a little, little bit more elaborate. It's a little more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And, yeah, they don't have day players in your version of hell. However, they do have day player demons in Purgatory, <laughs> which okay. in the season three premiere, uh, there's a character who died at the end of season two, and they're in Purgatory in the first episode of season three because they're trying to bring that person back in the premiere and the person's seeing like a younger version like a child version of their self and they're like you can come with me and then the little kid just has this sudden like deep voice i'm just a day player i work here (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um and then also in season three you do get to see satan himself and his office at like the bottom level of hell which i thought satan looked really cool and the show of preacher um yes Victor. now because because you mentioned about day players and yeah. demons saying oh i just work here uh one of my favorite iterations of hell is your pretty face is going to hell have you ever seen it from adult i've Twin? seen parts of it i think Never somebody i know was in an episode but i'm not a, like i oh. saw her name on the IMDb credits once, but it's something that I don't really have contact with, so I never was really able to ask if that was actually her. Victor, do the demons look like cliche red demons and everything like that? It's kind of like an office-style setup in a way. Yes. Yeah! yeah. I know oh, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. If, if you guys know about it, please talk about it, because it's, I've only it's seen... like, it's a very sleeper, underrated, like, Adult Swim show that I thought was pretty boring or silly but after watching a few episodes and with what uh little space and time that they have with the green screen uh pretty surprised with what they're able to achieve and of course the 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 satan of that universe is is like a pretty good casting choice to be honest and i love his costume (laughs) i've only seen one of the episodes i was at wes's place uh many moons ago and he showed it to me. One of the demons got promoted or some shit like that. And it went to heaven. That I that that's all that's all I remember. And he's just like, this fucking sucks. And then he- it just reminded me of another one. Um, yeah. But yeah, to wrap up, yeah, I I really just like the way that preacher portrayed hell because it's like it's not just like the cliche hell. 
it's also the business behind hell and it's funny because like there's a like one of the um like uh guards or or one of the managers in hell in season two is like yeah even we weren't expecting these kind of numbers to come in when we made the place yeah the um uh, you know what's some fun too i wanted to add real quickly the um uh, you know you mentioned little nikki and like the more i was thinking about it like the the actual like concept and logistics and visuals of it are pretty fucking cool and especially the opening i don't even remember the opening shot oh, yeah. literally where the dude is like peeping tom and then like it, and he fucking falls out of the tree and then he keep, and then he literally hits the ground but he keeps going into hell like that was like i i saw that at like 10 like and i was like I, you know something funny? I don't remember like being scared. I was like, "This is pretty fucking awesome!" Like, I just—it's right, little Nicky. It's not meant to I, scare you. I know, but like, but like the the visuals of him like literally not actually hitting the ground, but then keep going. Like, I, I thought that was really—I don't know. Ten-year-old me was very, very impressed with the visuals of of that, and then also all the fun shit with Hitler getting a pineapple shoved up his ass, and then like, and then also like little Nicky like coming back every time he died, and then like those those two demons who were fooling around the one who has tits on his head he's like it's like hey it'd be really cool if you didn't tell anybody that i was here and he's like yeah it'd be really cool if you didn't say anything about this <laughs> <laughs> he's like they caught him like like three times to- three separate times doing that <laughs> that movie was fucking amazing that i was reminded of when zach was talking about the demon getting promoted uh there's a horror comedy called father's day which is made by astron six which one of the guys that went on to do leprechaun returns and psycho Goreman. okay and so at the end they go to hell and i mean it's hell but what i find funny is you do also get to see god in heaven before as well and it's lloyd kaufman of trauma and at the end <laughs> of course it would be fucking lloyd and then at the well I and mean, they produced the movie too so. i know but then at the end they reveal that god and the devil are the same person and he's just like yeah the illusion of competition makes your workers work all that harder so yeah. moving on yeah <laughs> <laughs> oof uh zach all right I feel vi- I feel video games coming on. Oh yeah, that's because that's where most of these come into play. So my uh, first pick is um, Hell Depicted in the Game Agony. So I don't know if anybody's ever played or heard of this game, but no. it, this game came out I'd say somewhere around maybe four or five years ago at this point. And one of the biggest appealing factors of it was it was like the first survival horror game where you're actually like a lost soul in hell and you're trying to escape. Mm. But another drawing appeal of it was it was very just uncensored, very sexualized, very grotesque, very disturbing. Like, Mm. you got to do some weird, really creepy, fucked up shit in this game. And when it initially released, people were pissed off because it was a censored version because they decided to release like consoles. But about a month later, they released the uncensored version. So you have demons that are shaped like goat things with vagina heads and shit like that. There's like, it's a whole bunch of weird sexualized shit, but it's also just very dark, depressing, grotesque, and just vile, dirty. Like there's shit everywhere. And it's like, I... I like that because it's just so like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? It doesn't it doesn't look like a fun... Well, maybe it could be a fun place to be if you're one of the demons running around, but for the normal person, it's just like... Not pleasant. No, it's very torturous. And I never finished the game because, well, the problem is the game was boring as fuck. Like, there's a lot of good visuals, but 
I get maybe two or three hours into it, and I'm just like, I just don't fucking care. Mm. But, yeah, like, you know, the starting material looked great, but the game itself was just kind of lackluster and disappointing. They're releasing a sequel called Succubus, and you actually play as one of the demons, and you got to fight your way through. That looks interesting. I, I'm, I'm hoping that game is a lot more fun or entertaining, but... Even though I didn't think Agony was as great as I was hoping it would be, it still was a very visually just, like, wow-type game. Like, there's a lot of cool, dark, gritty, amazing, vile, disgusting shit. Like, you kill babies for crying out loud. Yeah, and about do right. other weird shit, so, yeah. Um, my second pick, another video game, Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I knew that was Yeah, good. the s Seven Circles of Hell, was it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, uh, is it no. Nine? Was it nine? I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're this, right. This, He's right. Nine circles nine. of hell. Right, nine cool. circles of hell. Yeah. So, you've got a what was what was the first one? Purgatory. I think sure. it was. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. Uh, okay. No, nobody knows. All right, but yeah, you have these each unique different types of like hells for each individual person, like based on your level of sin, and and a lot of them were based on the 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 seven deadly sins. The um, yeah, uh, you know. Obviously, the lowest form of hell being the coldest. Yeah, treachery. It's, yeah. it's just a freezing tundra where Satan lies. And yep. It's just fucking... Ju yeah, that one would suck because I fucking hate the cold. Like, <laughs> like I'd like to imagine I'm just like, all right, which one would I prefer to be in? I know all these suck, but Jesus Christ, I don't know about that last one. Yeah. The Eighth Circle's a little bit weird, too. That's where, like, a lot of the politicians and stuff, and, like, there's a bunch of different pits for each individual type person. I never quite understood that one, but... Yeah, you know, you got the circle of violence, lust, greed. I thought gluttony was a very interesting one. You got like this, like they, it's the first iteration where they change Cerberus. Like Cerberus is usually just like this, you know, your three-headed dog. But in this one, it's like this weird fleshy mouth type fucking HP Lovecraft looking motherfucker. And the only way you can get past him is you have to jump into his mouth and destroy his heart. Like, you actually um, have to get eaten by this guy, and just imagine that. Like, this is one of the most disgusting places in all of creation, and you have to jump in their shit, puke, body excrements, and just a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's just really super, just, ugh. Like, fun, fun times, fun times. Yeah. Um, there's heresy, which is probably the coolest one, in my opinion. That's where all, like, the fucking heretics are. You have people hanging on upside-down crosses, being burning alive. There's... Bo there's literally walls of bodies and everything like that just strung up everywhere. People just suffering. And that's another thing I like about this game. It's people actually suffering. You know, that this I, like, I think the idea that's been tossed around recently where hell is like, it, it's whatever is in your mind and stuff like that. Like that, yeah, that's a bad thing to live through, but that's nothing compared to the shit these motherfuckers have been going through. Like, Is that why you liked that one Simpsons Trios of Horror in Hell? Yeah! <laughs> that should look fun! L High School. Yeah! You actually learn, like, Torturing 101? I'd love to participate in that. I get to learn how to just be, like, a demon or something? Yeah! <laughs> you think I'm not gonna choose that? What, are you kidding me? I never had the hots for a t-shirt. We can make that happen down here. <laughs> that's the best line it of It really episode. is. <laughs> God, that shit oh, that, my that high fucking sucked. That, that, oh, God, that fucking episode's but, so funny. But yeah, The Nine Circles of Hell. Beautiful, brilliantly done. I love Dante's Inferno. Great game. Fully recommend it. Um, the next one is uh, The Hell in Hellraiser. Specifically, you know, part yeah. two and everything. I, th yeah. I thought that was a very interesting one. And another, yeah, like, one of the things I like about the Hellraiser movies that I feel not many movies really get this is they really have a good way of making you feel the pain that others are feeling. Like, the way they do, like, the hooks and the chains and stuff. Like, 
that actually makes you feel something. And that's something mm. that Clive Barker does. He, Really good at evoking emotions. Well, Clive, just... Clive Barker is very visceral. To say yeah, the least. which is beautiful. I, yeah. I like. I, I've watched you know so many slasher movies. I've seen people die billions of fucking ways, countless times over. Nobody could kill anybody like uh, quite like Clive can. I, he, he he does a good job at it. It's just like Jesus, that's fucking rough. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, there's that, and that there was also this story I listened to. Um, I don't know, a few years ago, where hell was portrayed in a very interesting way. So when you arrive in hell, you essentially get a choice, and you check whatever the fuck you want on, like, this piece of paper or all. Do you want to torture people, or do you want to be tortured? Mm. Clearly, it's just like, I want to torture people. So if you choose that path, you start off, you know, the way you are, and as you torture people, you kind of go deeper into hell. And as you go deeper into hell, you become more demonic. Like, like you start to shift and change the more people you torture. But here's the catch. If you decide to be tortured, you can kind of rise through the ranks and you can actually be reincarnated as another wow. living person and live another life over again. Yeah. You know, the, the funny thing is they kind of do that a little bit in Supernatural. Like, you know, the, the concept of what, what makes a demon. And a demon is essentially a former human soul that has been twisted because... They uh, they tortured. Yeah. Um. Uh, they they did they actually did the torturing to individuals. And the funny thing is, is that that actually is an offer. You're immediately well, in supernatural. You're immediately tortured once you arrived. And every day they ought they they give you an offer. Like you can either continue to be tortured or you can pick up the knife and torture somebody else and cut into somebody else. And you know, and it's kind of like this whole thing about how strong are you as a person, how how strong is your soul as a person. The um, and then as you you know torture more and more, the more you become a demon. And that's essentially how demons are created. Nonetheless, they're former human souls who become so twisted by torturing other people, they become demons. That's their philosophy, and so it's pretty similar. Yeah. One um, from this was from the Dante Inferno animated movie. One line that really stuck with me that I really liked is um, some people are rewarded for their sins on earth. Mm. So it's just like, all right, well, if you're gonna go to hell, you may as well go for the better position. I guess they. Um, uh, I always thought that was an interesting and cool idea. Eh, fair enough. They. Um, uh, and then. Um, and then. It, I mean, technically, doom is hell. They. Um, well, technically, it, it is technically, but I mean, just rip, tear, shoot, and stuff like that. Like it's I mean, pretty. It's, vis viscerally and vi visually, yeah, it's pretty like, fucking I mean, great. Doom is like I, I love doom to fucking death, but when it comes to like actual hell itself and like the iterations of hell, like I do think there are. What about uh, Event Horizon? Because wasn't that kind of like a portal to hell? And that it was a portal to hell, but you, they don't really show. Yeah, you just see, like, people kind of, like, come out of it or hell kind of fuck with people. Mm. And don't get me wrong, it's great and everything like that, but that's not really, I, mm, like... Not really your passions about... Yeah, because so, uh, I, I, I'm more thinking of, like, places that have actually shown me what hell is like. Like, I get a first-hand experience and a first-hand visual of, like, what it's like to be in that place. So, that's kind of what I was going for, at least in, you know... My I know, vision. but I still thought it was worth mentioning. Oh, fair. All right, so, um, I have a question of the podcast, if anybody's interested. Go. What do you think is the worst type of hell? The one where it's in your mind and you got to relive a shitty moment over and over again? Or actually being tortured for all of eternity? Mine, mine in the moment. The um, There's a very specific reason why. It's because I can... Well, I mean... Okay, so there's something to be said about that. So yeah. um, I'll expand on that. I'm going to pick um, a shitty moment. Um, now, torture and everything... You know what, man? I'm going to still do a shitty moment because the thing is, 
the shitty moment and everything else, the horrifying moment and reliving that over, or even better, something I feel guilty about or I made a decision that I literally cannot, I can't do a shit thing about, they, um, that to me is a worse or a punishment because um, I'm one of the people, I'm one of the very few people that have the ability, I don't know if you know anybody that has this or maybe you do, um, when you're driving long distances and, you're, and your mind is able to to drift off to something else and then all of a sudden you, you're like, oh shit, I've traveled like an hour and I, it didn't even feel like it. You, you can take your mind somewhere else. When I would be being tortured, I can put my mind somewhere else. They, um, uh, I can deal with whatever that's in front of me. But because you have something so personalized you know, and something that is something that I could never ever fix... They, um, you know, torture just, it's just more of the same. Like, oh, well, you're just going to fucking torture me, whatever, fuck it. They, um, but if, if there's something that I couldn't change and I have to relive a regret that I, over and over and over again, I think that would be a far worse punishment, especially if I can't do a fucking thing about it. Torture, I can get around. They, um, I can mentally get, get around. Now, there's a caveat with that. There are tortures that are very personalized. So as, as opposed, if the torture was personalized then yes it would probably be a little bit harder to drift the mind away but i think that it's i guess me with as a person like i didn't really give a fuck like you know shot stabbed ripped apart whatever the um uh, you know it's when you have something personal the um that's that's being involved in that you know something personal um the um or even worse you know um seeing somebody i love be tortured like that would be detrimental but that would a lot of be in the mind they um so i think the mind would be far worse because i don't really give a shit what happens to me they um i give a shit about my regrets and what i've done to other people um unfavorably and then also if something happens to somebody i care about that's when it gets traumatic and you know my version of hell um hopefully i don't end up there they um uh the um uh, but, we all know we're going straight there after eh, probably um uh, but that being said the um uh, you know that is you know far more detrimental to me than anything because again torture me i don't give a fuck but torture somebody I love or give me a visual about how and torture me mentally about how i hurt somebody i care about then yeah that's pretty fucked up the uh brandon victor um, I'll go first on this one. So, Mark, as much as I agree with a lot of what you said, I also feel like a lot of that also has to do with thinking of both of those things in terms of we are flesh and bone human beings right now, mm-hmm. but when we're in hell, that's not our physical body. Like if we are being like if any of us are being tortured in real life here, like you said, like you could if you could mentally put yourself somewhere else sure. or you could eventually just pass out from the pain whereas in hell i would imagine that stuff won't exist for you perhaps um i could actually go into detail so supposedly in hell it is the it's the worst type so there's no oxygen so you can't breathe you're always suffocating there's apparently no blood either if i remember correctly i think this is somewhere in the bible like you're not even allowed to have blood mm-hmm. like there's no form of blood no, in hell yeah, correct. So, yeah. and so it's like, as much as I would not want either, like, just going to the heart of Zach's question of which one, what was the question, which one is worse? or Which, which one, one is worse? Which one is worse? Yeah. I would go with the actual torture because of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, because it's just like, like, I understand this stuff in terms of how a physical body works and everything. I have no idea how we're going to work down there. None of us do. Good point. Um, 
So, and in terms of reliving our worst memories over and over again, I do that to myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, kind of by default, the the actual torture would be worse for me just on that, um, just on those grounds alone. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Victor, your turn. I'm definitely in that same department, but I don't know. Uh, kind of leaning more towards the Hellraiser kind of philosophy where if you're just physically tortured all the time you're you're going to misconstrue that as, as pleasure. Right, Zach? Isn't that... So, some people yes, some people no. Like, it, like that's the thing. It, when it comes to Hellraiser, it very much depends on the person. Like, some people do become Cenobites. Um, look at, uh, what's his name? Um, wow, what the... Frank! He didn't become a Cenobite in Part 2. He was still down there being tortured, so... And he clearly didn't like being down there because he was very eager to escape. So, some people, in their words specifically, angels to some, demons to others. The doctor became a Cenobite almost instantly. Um, Frank didn't. Uh, that was part two. So, the doctor was the one who was like, had the fucking like, tube thing on his head. He was floating around. He was like, yeah. He's the one who actually killed all the other Cenobites. Um, and then Frank was the guy in the first one who, yeah. like, rose from the dead, so. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really depends on the person. Which is worse to you? Uh, the torture. Okay. I can mentally tune out of a lot of shit, and I have that I-don't-give-a-fuck mentality, and I can easily apply that to almost anything for the most part, especially given enough time, so. Yeah, and then there's also, um, hell is not here. And hell is literally meant to be the worst possible situation ever when they're under the worst circumstances. And just based off the little knowledge I know of what our hell is technically supposed to be like, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. No. Yeah. Yeah, just, so, so that kind of goes into what I said. Just like, yeah, I'm not thinking about this. At, like like I said, I, we all know our physical bodies. It's not our physical bodies down there. Another thing I want to point out, and this is something I thought, all right. So... Escaping from hell, I imagine, would be an even bigger pain in the ass. But I, I this is something I thought of. You, you've ever seen those caver videos of people climbing into like those really claustrophobic spaces and shit like that? Like yeah. those tiny. Yeah, I imagine that's what it's like getting out of hell, only fucking worse. And that's something that I just, I just know, just know. I will do a lot of things in my life. I will never go into one of those fucking caves. Fuck that shit. And, and you know, and by the way, that's a. That's a mental thing too, and that that would be your personalized hell. Would be would be going through one of those things because that's something that physically bothers you. So it's probably a combination of both mental and physical because it's going to be customized to whatever. As I've always subscribed to the no exit theory, which is that yeah, in that play, yeah, hell is cu- is is a state of mind, but more importantly, it's also customizable. The, um, uh, you know, you it, it, it's very personalized towards you. It's kind of like how they treat death in fucking Beetlejuice. Like, you know, when she, when she says, you know, that is how death looks for him. And that is how death looks for her. And then, you know, no exit's like, well, that's how hell looks for you. And that's how hell looks for you. They, um, uh, so it's all very, very personalized. So yeah. that would probably be your version. Theoretically. And then watch us actually get down there and it's just one long waiting room that never ends. Okay, Crowley. That's definitely that's. <laughs> it's literally Crowley turned hell into the DMV. The oh uh, my, he really did. Like the DMV of the '90s, though. Ooh. Uh, and if if we're gonna go by Reaper, DMVs are 
portals to hell in a way. God, that show is so underrated. It feels like it's hell on earth. Probably is. Yeah. Fair enough. God, I love that show. It's a shame it ended when it did. Uh, Any final thoughts from any of us? Uh, Squirrels. Uh, Yeah. uh, Hell's Dad. I hope you don't end up there. The uh, oh, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Nightmares Podcast. Hey, if you are watching this on YouTube, if you could be so awesome to stab that like button, smash that subscribe. And click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on MHN. And hey, if you've already uh, smashed the subscribe button, go ahead and smash that share button. That'd be awesome, too. Brandon, where can they find us on social media? You can find us on all of our social media at Midwest Horror Network on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and... Slasher. He took off his glasses. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Nightmares Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.